Homily for the Second Sunday of Lent, March 5th, 2023, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks. Our Eucharistic preacher, who will be in town leading the citywide mission this coming week, Father John Anthony, will be sharing preaching duties with me at the parish this weekend. But here are some thoughts that I am going to offer this coming weekend. If I were to ask you who Abram is from the Bible, that might seem like a trick question. You mean Abraham, don't you? Well, yes and no. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham when entering into the covenant with him. And it seems like a subtle difference, but it's significant. Abram means father, but the name Abraham means father of many or father of nations. Although he and his wife Sarah were well past what was thought to be childbearing age, God still entered into and made this covenant with them. That is an enormous fact and something that would have been astounding to everyone who met them as they were caring for their infant son, Isaac. What Abraham, our father in faith, could only conceive of, we, gratefully, have had revealed to us in fullness through Jesus, God's only Son. The five murals in our sanctuary here at St. Mary's represent the five luminous mysteries of the Holy Rosary. We reflect on what's depicted in the center panel every year on this second Sunday of Lent, as we hear one of the gospel accounts of the transfiguration of the Lord Jesus. The gentleman who painted it for us produced a replica of a masterpiece from one of the best-known artists of the Renaissance, a man history has come to know simply as Raphael. More properly, Raffaello Sanzio da Urbino grew up in central Italy, close to the Adriatic Sea, and interestingly, he died young. He was only 37 years old in the year 1520 at his death, but produced many famous works in his short lifetime. One can only wonder how much more he would have been able to give to the Lord and to the Church had his lifespan been longer. Many of his most famous works, including the Transfiguration, after which our mural is patterned, are existing to this day and are found in the Vatican Museums. Five figures appear with Jesus in the painting. He invited three of his apostles to the summit of the mountain. Peter is the one with the gray hair, indicating his advanced age, and James, the son of Zebedee, is beside him. To your right is John, portrayed without a beard, to indicate his relative youth compared to the others. On top, Moses is on the left side holding stone tablets on which the Ten Commandments were inscribed. To the right is the prophet Elijah. He may be the less obvious choice in our minds, but for the people of Israel, Moses and Elijah both held a special prominence. Elijah doesn't have a book of his ministry named after him, but his story appears in the first book of Kings. 
The Bible reports that Elijah was whisked away to heaven by a carriage and team of horses that came down from the sky. Because of this, a pious devotion developed among the Jews that Elijah would return to be the herald of the Messiah. This explains why many people thought John the Baptist was actually Elijah, returned from the great beyond. As Moses communed with God atop Mount Sinai, and Elijah revealed God's glory on Mount Carmel, so Jesus now stands on a mountaintop as these two appear to him. And just as one is able to see long distances clearly from a mountain vista, so Peter, James, and John were able to see the Lord in a brand new way. But as they reflected on the vision before them, Simon Peter gave voice to the temptation to stay put and bask in the glory surrounding them. This is as good as it's going to get. Why don't I build some tents and we can all just stay here? But he soon came to realize that the people in the valley below would rely on them to share the good news. There would have been a certain comfort to remaining with our Lord Moses and Elijah that day. Think of all they could reveal, how they could bolster the apostles' faith. But at times, comfort needs to take a back seat. One of the spiritual works of mercy is to comfort the afflicted. A popular play on words says that the gospel also serves to afflict the comfortable. When the Father directed the apostles to listen to his Son, this meant being willing to give up a complacent and comfortable existence for the sake of the kingdom of God. Let's consider what seeing our Lord transfigured did for Peter, James, and John in the long run. Jesus placed this image in their minds so that it would abide within them in the back of their minds once the trouble started after his arrest on Holy Thursday night, and what scholars have referred to as the scandal of the cross. John managed to make his way to the foot of our Lord's cross alongside our Blessed Mother. Peter denied that he even knew Jesus when pressured by a crowd, but at least came to the courtyard of the high priest to see what would happen to the Lord. As for my namesake, James, your guess is as good as mine. He took off and ran for the hills. But we know that on Easter Sunday, the remaining eleven, Judas sadly had taken his life by then, reconvened. That friendship was strong enough to bring them back together. I should also hasten to mention that Jesus, that James the son of Zebedee was the first among the apostles to be martyred and to receive his eternal reward. What Jesus did for Peter, James, and John once upon a time, he has done for us as well. Much of life can be a dreary slog with vexing temptations and all sorts of sufferings to bear. How blessed are we to have received this image of a foretaste of glory. In his transfiguration, our Lord Jesus, who in so many ways humbled himself in appearance and conduct, gives us a peek behind the curtain to behold, even for a moment, something of his divine grandeur. Today we ask for an increase in the Spirit's gifts of faith, hope, and charity. 
so that we may continue to fight the good fight and never be separated from him. Just to note that we will have a session for the Citywide Eucharistic Mission Sunday evening, March 5th, beginning at 7 p.m. at St. Mary's. The Monday night session was hosted by Holy Family, and the concluding Mass Tuesday evening will be at St. Michael's. May God bless you.